everybody. It's Diane Gibbs, and I'm the host of the the newly named but old podcast. It used to be called Di- <laughs> Diane Recharge. Nope. It used to be called um, Design Recharge, and now new name. Thanks to Mario and actually Ashwin too, who's here from Ireland, um, who actually put it in my noggin early on. Anyway, now it's called Creatives Ignite. So Mario K Sada. So I was saying his name wrong for freaking three and a half years. So great to finally know how to say your name again. Um, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you doing, Diane? Clearly not as good as I could have been. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm scattered, but I'm okay. I, you know, um, you know, when you run a, a conference or you're trying to put things together, it just feels like you're you have clarity and then pff, things kind of blow up sometimes. Yep. 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 <laughs> so we I are totally going to get that. <laughs> we're going to talk about I'm glad Bethann's here. Bethann and Brandy and a bunch of other people came to uh, Mindset Reboot last year. And we're going to talk about that. But it you coming at the very last week of Love on Designers or Creatives or whatever, I'll have a new hashtag and new stickers. But look, people, I got to I gotta get through all these stickers first. These all say Love on Designers. I don't think so. you need to change that. That's okay. Okay, well, it's a whole nother conversation. My husband keeps walking around and we have these cameras up here and I just keep seeing him in different parts. It's like, anyway, our security system is right above. I guess I'm the security system. I'm supposed to take everybody out, my dog. Anyway, hmm, we're talking about um, the your mindset and how at different times you might be like totally coasting, but really there's always something to be working on. And that's one of the themes for this year for Mindset Reboot. But Mindset Reboot was amazing last year. Anybody who was here in the chat, Jen was there also. That's how I got to meet Jen. So um, are you excited about it as you take a sip of water? Am I excited about it? I'm always yeah. excited about it. Actually, I did. we did our first uh, recording last night with... Um, so... This year, there's going to be a great lineup of speakers, and I can, I can go over that later, but um, I'm also doing this thing where um, I've met with a bunch of amazing people over the last couple of years, and there's people with very minimal followings, like very tiny little followings, but are even are, are very wise and very interested in mindset and, and do a lot of mindset work. So one of those young women I, I uh, spoke to during the last year, and uh she voiced interest in, in possibly being a part of the reboot. And I was trying to figure out where to put her because she's rather young and, and um, but she's very wise and, and uh, very bubbly. And, and she's almost kind of like a, like a, like an Indian version of Diane, but not, she doesn't have glasses. Um, very bubbly, very, very excited, very excited about life and mindset. And she's got a great story. So what we're doing is I have main speakers and then I'm going to have all these like bonus conversations that are very casual conversations around mindset. Um, uh, and um, I just, I just booked another one this morning who is, uh, who's Mario Trotta out of New York. Um, he's got a great story. Uh, about mindset and um, 
and growth and he's grown tremendously over the last couple of years. So there's gonna be a lot of like fun little extra things this year. Um, uh, but I am very excited, but anyway, I got to, do, I got to record the first conversation last night and, uh, almost like reignited my, my excitement for, for the reboot. So, um, yeah, I am very excited. I'm, I'm excited too. Okay. So just in case people like me don't know how to say your name, no, I'm just kidding. Um, after three and a half years, I'm super sorry about that. Um, but I want you to give everybody a little, if maybe this is their first in, uh, they don't know you or, or they have Alzheimer's or something and they think that they're new again. Anyway, um, uh, can you give everybody a little bit of background about uh, who you are, what you've done, so they kind of sure. understand what kind of you started out in design and then mm-hmm. could you give them a little bit of background? Sure. Uh, quick little short synopsis uh, background. I am originally from Los Angeles, California. Um, that's where I grew up. Uh, I am currently in Honolulu, well, Kailua, Hawaii, uh, on Oahu. Uh, I've been here for 13 plus years now, um, which is kind of crazy to me. I've been here for a quarter of my life. Um, And uh, growing up, I was just kind of a normal kid and had some struggles during during like adolescence uh, with parents and things like that. And, um, never really got mentored, um, when I was a kid. Um, and so as I grew up and, and, um, became Christian and started, started realizing that, that there's this whole, there's this whole, um, ideology of like mentorship and discipleship, um, that really grew on my heart. And so I started mentoring and discipling like younger kids and helping them, helping them talk about like, kind of like their life and get through their life and, and so I've been doing that for 20 plus years, I realized. Um, uh, actually, yeah, 20, probably 27 years because it started around the time I was 20. Um, and it's just been a passion of mine to coach and mentor uh, people. It's grown into like a, a larger kind of thing because I do I do coaching now as, as well. Um, but uh, I don't want to call it life coaching because that I think that in, in, entails other things, but very specific mentoring and discipleship and helping, helping people. Um, what it's, what it's kind of boiled down to is helping people um, break through their own inner limitations uh, in their mind. Um, so that's one part of me, but at the same time, I was, I was, I was very much interested in art and creativity and I went to design school. I went to art center uh, in Pasadena if anybody knows who Christo is, um, that's the same school he went to. Um, not that that brings any merit to the school or me, but that's the same school I went to. Um, and I love the school. It was, it was kind of where I, I was, um, my, my passion really was able to blossom for creativity and design. Um, operated as a designer. Uh, I was in the web very early days in the mid nineties working for Disney and working for myself. And, um, and so my design is, has kind of come through um, branding, brand strategy, uh, interaction, UI, UX stuff um, through the web, uh, working for all the major studios and, and smaller ad agencies um, throughout my career. And so now I do brand strategy and I do mindset coaching. I call it mindset strategy because it really is the same uh, principles behind everything. 
Um, I approach brand strategy like I approach mindset strategy. Um, and so very passionate about helping people break through their inner limitations and helping them uh, achieve what they truly can achieve. Not, not necessarily what they want to achieve, but what they truly can achieve, which oftentimes is more than they, they think they can. Sometimes we limit ourselves, right? Of what 100%. we actually think is possible. So a lot of the work you've done with me is in business and in some of the other things that I've offered, but there, there are lots of other things that you help me with as well. So, um, but um, because you've talked, you talked to creatives all over the world, you talk to business owners. It's not like you're just talking to creatives, but you do talk to a lot of creatives. Um when did you start realizing that a lot of them had this kind of these blockers or struggles with things that were really uh, limitations they were setting up on themselves? That that kind of came about very organically when I was speaking to a lot of the the younger kids just going through life, right? I would I would ask them, okay, why why do you feel you're struggling with this certain thing or this certain thing, or why do you think you can't go to this school, or why do you think you can't do this or or go there or whatever? Um, and they would all always revert back to um, a story or a frame of mind that someone spoke into their life at some point, at some very, very, um, very early time in their life that made them think that they were not able to accomplish or do or be a certain thing. Um, and so that, that kind of opened my mind to understanding that they are more capable. We are more capable of, of, um, accomplishing greater things than we we know we we think we are right mm-hmm. um moving from from that into like the fitness space and also i've been a like a like a like a like a water polo coach and a swim coach many many years um and i've coached athletics i've coached crossfit um so the athlete mindset is the same thing and diving deeper into minds uh into cross for these last like 10 years or so, um, I realized that the more strong an athlete's mind is, the, the further they're going to go. It doesn't matter their ability. It doesn't matter their, um, their supposed strength in their body. Um, if they think they can accomplish something, or if they think they can't accomplish something, then they're right. Right. And, and Henry Ford's famous for saying that, you know, it's like, it's like, if you think, whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. Mm-hmm. And so I found that very, very specific to uh, athletes wanting to push themselves past a perceived limit. Um, and I've seen, I've seen many, many athletes have run, I've run huge events here in Hawaii. Um, and I've seen many athletes that that you think, oh, that person's going to win because they're way stronger or they're way more fit, but their mind was weaker than this guy who's not as fit, not as strong, but his mind is going to tell him not to quit. And he just keeps moving. And every time the, the mind wins over the body. And so if we get everything right here, then we'll get everything right here. Right. And, and I mean, like by doing whatever we can do. Um, so I hope that, hope that answers your question. 
It does. Have you just side note? Have you ever read that book Grit by Angela Duckworth? Yes. Yes. I read that last year. Uh, it was powerful, but she says the same thing. Yeah, she did. They did a study and it was yeah. with um, that place in Maryland where people go to West Point, West Point, West Point at West Point. And they did a study where it was like they tracked people for the four years when they were in college. And if you guys don't know, there's a great TED talk about it, but the book is really good too. It's Angela Duckworth grit, I believe is the name of the book, yeah. but the pretty much they said, they thought the academics, the people were academically uh, at uh, highest would would make it through, or there was uh, some cohort thought that the physically strongest would make it through, but actually those two didn't um, at all give any kind of, um, they, they weren't the leaders, the ones who actually made it through were the ones who could make it, who had failed lots of times and, but got back up and were you were, um, were used to not being the smartest or the strongest because they knew what it felt like to fail. And I've seen a lot of entrepreneurs who, who struggle with this. And I remember my sister is really, really smart. And not that my sister struggles with not doing, but I remember when she went to college, she went to Duke, which is like wicked smart to me. Um, And she was like, this is hard. I actually have to study. And I'm like, man, I've been studying (laughs) since fifth grade, you know, like I, uh, there's there, uh, I didn't have that, um, granted I went to Auburn. I didn't go to, uh, War Eagle, Amy. Right. Uh, but I didn't, it, I didn't have that men- mentality. I think there was a, a mindset issue that she was like, I'm less than I am now a fraud because I used to be, um, able to do this and people expect this of me. But, um, often I think we, we end up doing that to ourselves more. And that's kind of what we're talking about a little bit today. Yeah, she she really pushes into the idea of um, that you know we're, we're many times or for many people we grow up thinking that talent is most important, but talent is not most important. Resilience is, and the ability to to do something and get better, no matter where you are in that place, no matter no matter what your no matter what your uh, past has dictated, um, if if you continue in that course of action um, to continue to better yourself, and that is your mindset, you will outlast everybody. Hard work and resiliency outperforms pure talent most of the time in the long run, right? Talent stops. And I just read this recently and, um, and it was very interesting. I was I was reading about um, growth mindset and um, what is it? Growth and lack and, mindset, limited you know, not, mindset. Uh, yeah, people call it lack mindset, but it's not lack mindset. It's uh, limited. It's, it's you know like so. There's 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 a growth mindset and there's a limited mindset, right? Our um, scarcity mindset. Thank you, Jen. Um, and that's 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 one of them, right? So it's like it's like either you're either you're growing or or you have this idea that that you can't do, mm-hmm. right? And so that there's ways to teach your children in a in a growth mindset capacity, as opposed to teaching them in a limited limited mindset capacity or scarcity mindset, right? And so 
um, I found it really interesting that most of the people with limited mindsets, um, they tend to have been always the number one because they're talented. People would applaud them for achieving whatever they achieved and people would, people would, um, um, focus on their talent and never their work ethic. And those, the people with growth mindset, their work was always applauded. Their, their uh, effort was always applauded, not the outcome. And so I thought that was really interesting. So we think of talent that is like, oh, that guy's so talented. That's great. Yeah. But if he's, if he has a scarcity mindset or if he has a lack mindset, or if he has a closed off mindset, he's not going to go as far as the one who is half as talented that works every day to be better than he was the day before. And I thought that was very, very interesting. So back to that, it's like, you know, and it goes for, for anybody and we, we can, we can learn. And that was another thing that I, I took a little test and like, can you, can you change your mindset? And people with a scarcity mindset say no. And people with a growth mindset say yes. Right. Why? Because they've been taught, like if they, if they, if they work towards something, they will achieve it. Right. But I, I just, I think it's so vital for us to understand that if we are putting our efforts in and attempting to be more resilient than we were yesterday, then we will go a lot farther than we can even imagine. Um, and not even focusing on our goals or not even focusing on what's out there, but just focusing on the two steps ahead today or one step ahead today, right? Um, we'll, we'll, be, we'll be a lot farther along than we were uh, previously. Me and my, uh, we have a mutual friend, Chris, and he was on last time. If you guys didn't, oh, I'm still alive. I'm sorry, I missed last week. I, ha- I took the, uh, the Love on Designers uh, self-care challenge last week and I didn't do this podcast. So I'm really sorry. Thank you for maybe if you showed up and I never pushed play. So I'm so sorry. But anyway, um, we were talking uh, and Chris Martin said, you know, where are all the he's like looking at a whole bunch of conferences and they have all these beautiful people on the, um, you know, their pictures or whatever. And he's like, where are all the ugly speakers? (laughs) And I'm like, I'm like, well, um, I mean, I don't think ever, I may, I don't, I don't know, but I, I actually feel like for me, I was never, I was never the pretty kid. I was the loud kid and I was the awkward kid still am, but I never like put myself in that kind of bucket. So it was never like my, my beauty is fading kind of thing, you know, where too much of my, um, my, but it's like being too smart, right? I think you can be too pretty and then people can be intimidated by you or they can, they don't like, if you're, you know, if you had three holes in your nose instead of two, like maybe more people would come up to you. Maybe they would. I don't know. It wasn't a good analogy, but I'm really actually glad that maybe I wasn't the, um, the, the prettiest kid. I actually think it helped me to know that people still liked me and I could still be uh, helpful. And I actually don't mind getting older. The end. Diane, do you want to get into your psychoanalysis today or? Nope. Nope. (laughs) I'm just saying, I thought it was funny. 
that he said, uh, <laughs> where are all the ugly people? And then um, that's a perception, right? That's a perception. Is. We, this is, this is, a, this is a, mind, a, a thing that our mind plays on us, right? And I've realized this over the last few years and things that I've read and whatever, that if we, if someone is in our mind, if someone is qualified to be on stage, we elevate everything about that person to, mm. uh, to uh, a, a level that we cannot attain um, or in our mind, right? We feel like they are, they're beyond reach because they are on stage or they have a platform. Um, and that the idea that everybody on stage is attractive is, is blatantly untrue. Right, it's blatantly untrue. Um, I've been to conferences where, where there, there's like all kinds of people up there, and but because they're up there, our mind says, "Oh, they're beautiful, they're mm. smart, they're clever, they're creative, and they're they're better than me," because they are up above. That's why stages are up high, right? For the most part, or is that why are- pharmacists feel that way? Because, <laughs> you know, they're always higher up in the back. Anyway, bad joke. Go they ahead. They are always higher up. And it's just because they, they want to look down on you because you're taking medicine. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's, but it's just a perception. It's, it's a whole, it's another, it's another like, like weird thing about our minds that it, it just makes us believe something that is just blatantly untrue. It's hmm. good. That's a good point. Okay. All right. So I'm going to ask you some questions about. Um, okay. Um, Here we go. <laughs> So one thing I'm trying to do, because camp's going to have a mindset as it always does, uh, but it also has this year is going to be systems and processes, and then also just kind of about the creative struggle. And so I'm going to ask you if you have any, in the last 10 years, so in your business, um, what kind of processes or systems have you put in place that have helped you grow as a brand strategist? As a brand strategist, that's a that's a good question. Um, systems or processes? I, I think it's it's hard to say in in that specific context for me. Um, because as a designer, I, then, or as a creative? Yeah, I, I mean, I can I can answer it. I just I, I don't know that it's going to be maybe the same as somebody else that has like this flow of funnel of everything, you know, moving through. Um, I think of systems and processes as tools. And and the more the more I read, the more I glean, the bigger my toolkit, right? So it I don't I don't have one system or one process necessarily that has helped me as a brand strategist. Um, I have I have many tools that I have gleaned from many different places. Um, from from strategists and non-strategists like like um, reading Angela Duckworth's book has helped me with strategy because it helps me understand the person that I'm talking to a lot better. When I hear their goals or when I hear what they're doing or what they want to do, I can understand whether they have a fixed or a growth mindset. And so systems and processes to me are, are almost, they're almost like widgets, right? So I have, I have specific systems and processes that I use for, for this person. I have systems and processes that I use for you. I have systems and processes that I use for, um, you know, a small little gym and a, and a multi-million dollar um, alcohol company, right? Um, but it all just depends on on what the situation is. So certain things like you know building out frameworks, um, how I go about how I go about um, 
interviewing through that framework or that workshop, um, things that I continue to know about myself and learn about myself, I can, I can pivot and, and direct conversations to build trust faster or to, or to pull things that are deeply held within a person. And this is in, this is in brand strategy. This isn't even like mindset stuff. This is just brand strategy. I want to know the deepest felt need for that company, for that person, because that's going to, that's going to translate to passion and purpose for their company. So the things that I've learned are through, you know, psychology books through, through, I mean, I, I, I'm a, you know, it means absolutely nothing. Sorry, Andy and Marty, but I, you know, I'm a certified brand strategist from level C, whatever. Um, you know, I'm, I'm part of the future group. I've learned from Annalie. I've learned from you. I've learned from Chris Doe. And, you know, like, like I said, Marty, um, Marty Neumeyer. I've learned from all these people, Jacob Cass. I've learned from, you know, Stephen Hurahan. Like I've learned from everybody. And what I've learned more about learning is that the more I learn, the more, the more tight my processes and systems get, the, the more I learn, the, the less I have to do in essence, because I'm simplifying as much as possible uh, everything. So I guess the, the biggest system or process for me is, is simplification. My whole thing is, and I, I learned this at a very young age in at Art Center when I was going there the first time at 19 years old, I learned this term and it's the law of irreducibility. And I know you, you've never heard that term before because you, you, we've discussed it, but the law of irreducibility states that the, and it's, you know, at, in, this, in this instance, it was talking about logos. It's the most simple and reduced state of that mark that still retains its meaning and shape, right? It cannot be reduced any further and it cannot be, it cannot be, um, it cannot be simplified any further, right? Because that's the essence of what it is. I can, I can maybe add a few things, but it won't like, but it won't make it more impactful than it is at its most simplified state. And the best logos are the most simple, right? Um, and so that, that is true in life as well. So how can I, you know, when I'm talking to somebody who's, um, going through mindset coaching or uh, business coaching, or, um, I'm talking to a company about their brand or their, or their, um, anything about their company, I try to get down to the core of the essence of the thing. So I want to, I want to know that I'm at the base level of who they are, what they're about. So that's literally like, that's the only systems and process that I, that I seek to, to put into practice daily for myself, for my family. Mm. Um, I always want to get down to the essence of what, what the meaning is and mm. In that, magic starts happening. Um, you've told me at times that I, 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 I've, I've, I have this ability to see people and see who they are inside of them. Um, I think that's completely God-given. Um, but I think that's the, the, the mentality for myself is like, I want to build trust because I want to help you understand and see who you truly are at the core of yourself. Because once we understand that, then we can do kind of anything from there. If we know who we are, and know who we are, then we know 
how far we can probably actually go and, and, and what we can accomplish, right? Right. Well, I also think some of it is that you are taking in a lot of information. So you may not think of this as a system or a process, and it may just be something that you do innately. But for other people, they're not able to do that so that you're able to kind of evaluate, you're taking in the information, and then you're able to evaluate what you can use and what you think would be um, useful in different situations. Because you talk to different people that are in different places in their life, whether it's a kid that's 14 or whether it's somebody that's, you know, 70 years old, that's trying to do something else new. Um, I guess maybe it doesn't change from brand strategy to for you, even as a business owner, then would it? I don't think it does. Um, if you want a step-by-step, this is, this is the step-by-step. This is what I do. Um, I listen intensely. I ask very pointed, specific questions. I listen again and I try to distill the information that I'm given in a way that can bring new life to the person I'm talking to, whether that's a brand about their company, about their life, about their business, about their creativity, whatever it is. I listen, I ask questions, I listen, and I distill and respond. Um, But if you if you notice, I listen twice. I ask questions once, and I I offer my not my advice because advice is nonsense. My advice is nonsense. Like I offer a reframe on what they've on what they've told me because I can see a little clearer. Right? We've heard the the old adage: you can't read the label from inside the bottle, and that's true for businesses, true for people. So um, I've, I've just learned to ask better questions, listen very intently, and um, help them see what, what is truly there um, by the stories they say, by the stories okay. they tell. All right. So I'm going to ask you another question. So in the last 30 days, so that would be January 30, 23rd, um, since then, have you been learning anything or working on any new habits related to your mindset? I am always looking to better my mindset. Um, not, not to, not to say that I want to, we we've talked about this recently, you know, there's no like push button. Okay. My mindset's fixed done. Right. In fact, if you have a fixed mindset, it's very broken, right? And we talked about that just a little while ago. But the the sense that um, my my brain immediately goes to when anything happens, either expected or unexpected in my life, either good or challenging, right? And I've tried to like remove the idea of bad from my vocabulary. Mm and replace it with challenging because it's just a challenge, right? Um, The more those things happen in my life, the more I ask, what can I learn from this? Not why did this happen? Because the why is, is subjective, I think, a lot of times. But my choice, my proactivity, and my reaction to what happens to me or in my life or around me pushes me to understand what can I learn from this and how can I grow from this? 
And in doing that over and over, and that's, that's, that's a daily practice of mine is like, what, what am I learning today? What did I learn today? How can I be better tomorrow? Or how can I grow from this? Right. And I, I use that with my kids as I'm getting frustrated with them because they're not taking a bath. Or I use that with my wife where she's frustrated with me because I didn't do something. Um, you know, I, I, I use that with, with you because you always bring out these uh, amazing questions to our sessions. Um, I use that with, with all my, my clients and everyday situations. I use it at the, you know, I use it at the grocery store. If something doesn't, if is not right, you know, like I, I cook a lot. I love cooking and I love, you know, making bread. And if I don't have something, you know, I think I've been poisoned by all these cooking shows that I watch, but if I don't have something on hand, I think, okay, what is that bringing to the dish? Mm. Right. What is that bringing to the dish? And what do I have that can bring a similar thing to that. So I, I'm able to like really change my tools on, on a moment's notice because I don't think about, oh, if I don't have that, this thing is ruined, right? And think about that in your life. Well, if I don't have that thing, this thing's, my whole life is ruined. Okay, well, what was that thing bringing to your life? Or what is that thing, what would that thing bring to your life? Okay, what else, what other things could kind of bring a similar thing? And can we start there? Do you have that? You know, so it's really just kind of like trying to think about how we can learn and what we can learn daily. And, you know, our friend Eric Coram talks about adaptability all the time. I want to be more adaptable today than I was yesterday. And my daily practice helps me be more adaptable. Okay. So uh, Pridge said that encourages the lifelong learner mindset. And I, I think that we haven't ever... I don't expect to arrive, I guess. I expect to just stay on a on a journey. And sometimes it's the struggle bus and sometimes it's not. <laughs> but um and but sometimes that's that's where really community makes a big difference for me is when I'm sharing something. And there's something one of our mutual friends, Shane, he um started doing this practice because he would be at the end of the week. And I shared this in the in the email newsletter, but he he would get to the end of week and he's like, oh, I didn't get anything I needed to get done done. And what do where did all my time go? I just wasted what I, you know, but so often we have other things like we thought this one little thing was going to take 15 minutes and it took five hours because we had to end up doing this research or do this other stuff or it took us to another place. And so he started writing down, I think Paul does this too, started writing down the things that you you did do. And so then at the end of the week, he's like, whoa, I actually got a lot done. And, and or I, I got more than I maybe didn't get everything I wanted to accomplish done, but wow, look what I learned or look what I now know how to do that I didn't know how to do. And it was just documenting that, that I thought was really Im important. Okay. I just wanted to give Shane a little shout out. Um, so I got that for me, but I'm not, I can't okay. be sure. Okay, well, good. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, I, I, don't, so, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he did. We met for a long time weekly. But. Yeah. Okay. So then what in this in this uh, year for Mindset Reboot? So I'm going to ask you about the conference. Um, Ellen, and Kat says she does that too. Three things that she accomplished that day. I love that. Um, for this year's Mindset Reboot, last year it was uh, more open-ended. And I think maybe, mm -hmm. right. And yeah. then this year uh, you, you gave the speakers a challenge. So can you tell us about the theme of this? 
Yeah. Uh, so last year, I wanted to kind of peek behind um, all our favorite speakers' understanding of mindset. I wanted to know what drives them, where you know how they were able to accomplish what they were accomplished, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but over the last year, after doing so much mindset research and coaching this last year, I realized that the only reason we can do or they or us or whomever can do what we can do uh, is because we either have a strong mindset or a weak mindset. And you can have a strong, you can have a strong fixed mindset where you're just determined and this is the only, this is the way it works and the only way it works and you're only going to do it that way. Or you can have a strong growth mindset. You can have a weak fixed mindset. You can have a weak growth mindset, right? Where, where, you know, you, you are, you're able to, to do a little, but it may be a little bit more than, than you could yesterday. And that's all you'll ever accomplish is like one step ahead. Um, so this year, the, the theme is building a stronger mindset or a strong mindset. Um, and the challenge is, you know, what is it that you've done or what is it that, um, you have experienced in your own mindset that has strengthened you and has built you up and has you've you've able you've been able to um you've been able to do more than you thought you could because your mind is stronger than it was like what what are some of those things or what how do you how do you strengthen your mindset so this year's theme is really about strengthening your mindset and and um i just want to know how how all these speakers do that because they've all these speakers have accomplished incredible things um even though some of them don't think they have accomplished incredible things or, but it's because they haven't really reached the place that they want to reach yet, but they're on their way. So that's, that's this year's, uh, conference. Um, it's going to be great. We have amazing speakers, including Diane Gibbs. Um, and, uh, and I'm really excited about it. Yeah. Okay. So thank you. I'm excited to speak again. Um, and I'm excited what I'm going to talk about. Um, so have you seen anything with other entrepreneurs that you're working with that mm -hmm. helped you realize that that was, this was something that people needed to have insight in or work on? Um, is there something specific that I've witnessed that makes me believe or, that that is something that people need? Sure. Just ask your own questions. <laughs> you can you can rephrase no, it no. however you want. I just no, want to make sure I'm answering the right question. Yes, that's great. Uh, so like, like I was saying, um, as I've coached this last year um, more and more and done more reading, um, it kind of goes back to Angela's book, Grit. Um, resilience is the key to an indomitable mindset. Right. Uh, and it's the ability to move forward in the face of increasing opposition. Right. And that that's what that's what resilience is, is like, no matter how hard this wall is in front of me, I'm going to find a way to move past up or around it. And I'm going to take a step every day or I'm going to take two steps or I'm going to find a way to leap over this wall. So. 
uh, during this last year, I've done a lot of work to help people like really strengthen this thing in their, in their head and understand what this means to have a resilient and stronger mindset. Because I've realized that as I've helped people strengthen their own mindset, they were able to, uh, they were able to accomplish way more than they thought they could even accomplish, even if they had a growth mindset. Hmm. Uh, and so the, it was really the power of the strength of what's happening in here help them to see, assess, really distill and plan a strategy to vault over any, any goals that they had. Um, and it could be goals in life or business or whatever it is, but it's really about like, how can we change this, strengthen this, mold this, build it up so that anything that comes at you, you start to like, used as fuel as opposed to being crushed by it. Does that make sense? Yeah, I guess. Um, and I, I think you just answered it, but like in, when you're thinking about themes or topics for your conference, mm-hmm. like how do you decide that this, is it because you keep seeing it come up or is it because it's something that you're, you're just tuned into now or, like I always wonder about how people come up with the top, the main theme. So yeah, so over the last year, um, talking to so many people, reading so many other books on mindset, or or even just books that bring your mindset into play, depending on whatever the topic was, leadership or whatever, I started to realize that um, the people that the people that were resilient were resilient mainly in their mind. And so my whole, my whole idea, my whole understanding went back to like, okay, so stronger mind, and you, you, this is a saying, strong mind, strong body, right? So the stronger my mind is, the more I can push this thing that, that just kind of like takes me everywhere, right? If I'm strong here, then I can push past barriers. So this year, what I, what I realized, and as I'm, I'm, you know, I'm on Instagram and I'm looking at everybody's content and I'm like trying to decipher and distill and like learn from everybody's, what everybody's saying about mindset or about branding or about life or whatever it is. I started to realize this pattern that if they are resilient or if they are looking to grow no matter what, then those people end up being up here, like exponential growth, as opposed to people here that get stuck. The people stuck have less resiliency in their mind. The people that get stuck are the ones that don't want to try past a certain amount. The Mm. people that get stuck are weaker in not their mind, but in the the understanding of what they are capable of. So if I can strengthen that, I can strengthen everything about them. So that's what I really wanted to learn about um, all these from these speakers this year and, and the conference. I, I thought it was I thought it was enough to warrant doing a whole conference around it. Um, and this might even just be a, a better theme moving forward for the conference. I'm not sure. We'll see how this, this year turns out, but I really think that it is, um, 
it's an important topic and it's a spin on understanding mindset a little bit differently than, than we've, than we're usually used to. So hopefully, hopefully we'll see. We'll see what happens. So uh, Ashwin asked a question. Pridge had a great comment. And then Jen says that I guess the conference starts on her birthday and y'all can get early bird tickets until February 28th. So mm-hmm. You should grab that your ticket. Five days from now. Yeah. Okay. So in the I put the the link in the chat, which uh, made yep. xmaker.com slash mindset hyphen reboot hyphen conference. But it's there. Okay. So Ashwin asked the question, what feeds the drive to be resilient? What feeds the drive to be resilient? That's an interesting question. Um, I think the the drive to be resilient is a drive to just be better. Um, not, not better than anybody else, but just better for themselves daily or better for yourself daily. Um, resiliency is, is facing opposition daily and overcoming it in, in it may be the smallest amount of, of minutia, right? But you're making headway. And you're seeing that you're making headway. So resiliency just kind of dictates that you keep going because you know that your result in a year, if you do this every day, will will catapult you further than if you did it twice this year. It's really about taking steps. Ashwin put it as in like the pursuit of excellence. I think that's that. I think that's definitely part of it. Um. I don't think it's always something that that people are cognizant of is excellence, um, but I think excellence is a great way to put it. Um, people that are resilient in their mind are always pursuing to be better and excellent. They're not pursuing perfection, which is a false concept, but they're per- pursuing better. And and in in being better every day, they're they're pushing their own excellence day by day too. So. Um, what did you learn last year? We'll, we'll do these as rapid fire questions. What did okay. you learn last year that you're going to be doing again? And then um, are there any changes? And Jen actually also pointed out in the chat. Now there's these one-on-one options that they can have with you. Yeah. So um, there's a couple of things I, I, things I learned last year. Um, one of them from Diane, uh, which was a huge thing that, that people wanted to just commune more. They wanted to connect more. And so Diane put this really fun thing together last year. She's basically, Hey, let's have lunch. And so every, most everybody would just kind of meet with Diane for lunch. Um, and uh, I think I made it once um, because I was just like so tired. I had to get up at three o'clock and, and kind of run the conference. But, um, and lunchtime for me was, was her, you know, was like 9am. Um, but uh, so things I learned was people want to, people want deeper sense of community. They want to connect with each other. Um, so really what we're doing, this is going to be very similar to last year. There's going to be live, live pre-recorded videos for the most part. We're going to have as many, uh, workshops, uh, live workshops as we can. Um, it's a, that was, that was a really kind of like a, a, a hard thing to do and coordinate with, with all the speakers. Uh, but we're going to have as many live workshops as we can. Um, and we're, we're going to really do a face-to-face connect every day, which I think was something that everybody really loved and benefited from. Uh, beyond that, we're going to have an open Slack channel. Um, there are options this year if you want to do one-on-one 
one-on-one work with me. You can buy, you know, a certain amount of hours um, for a little bit more um, ticket price. Um, and that can, that will happen like after the conference, after everything's done. Um, but uh, we will have like one-on-one coaching sessions uh, with me. And then um, there's also just going to be a lot more bonus casual conversation content, like I mentioned earlier. Um, so really the, the focus this year is to really connect. And then um, after the conference, um, what I'm doing, I'm stepping out of my own comfort zone. And we're going to have, we're going to have a a community, um, basically a community to go into after the conference. So people can work on their own mindset. There's going to be, there's going to be opportunities to take, you know, to, to do, to do um, mindset work, just get an opportunity to meet up. There's going to be, it's basically just going to be a group or or a community to centered around mindset and how to better our mindset or strengthen it. Um, So that, that will be um, an offer at the end that, that, you know, to keep it moving forward, to keep you, to keep you healthy in your brain and your mind. Um, we want to, we want to actually support that as much as possible um, after the conference as well. So I don't want this to just be, Oh, it's a thing. And this is what, that's what happened last year. Oh, it's a thing. And it was like so intense. It was so, so much content. There was like so much content last year um, and we're having so much more content this year. Um, and, uh, but it's, it's great. There's a lot of amazing speakers um, and, and uh, but this year, my challenge from Diane and many others actually is to, is to keep people being helped. That was a terrible sentence was to, to help people support more continuously, it's, right? Van 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 Roach, like it's continuous work, and it and it really is. So we wanna wanna be able to come alongside everybody and be a support system, community. Um, you know, us together is is much stronger than than you alone. So uh, that's that's gonna be a major change this year. But there's just gonna be a lot more conversation in, in community and communication. So one thing Van says, she's like, I love live things because then it's a, this group learning and we kind of get to learn from somebody else. And I think that's what I love also. Um, uh, and that's what I, what I got a lot out. Of. I I'm taking notes during, right. I'm in the chat, I'm doing whatever, but then to be able to say, what did you get out of this? And somebody else got something that I'm like, I just must've missed that part. Like I must've been writing feverish notes about something else or where I am in my life they got something else out of it. And to be able to process together was really enlightening for me, I think. Um, and, and I think that in the chat, when people are like, oh, wow, that was really, that was really powerful or insightful. I thought that, anyway, that was, I'm really excited about that. So that is, that's a good bit of difference, but also the same kind of structure. So it goes from March 28th, which is Jen's birthday um, until birthday, April Jen. 1st right? Yes. Yeah. So uh, there's going to be, like I said, there's going to be multiple speakers every day. Uh, you'll have the ability to, to rewatch it um, at, at your leisure um, if you join in. Um, and uh, there's going to be opportunity to connect, do Q&A, live Q&A, live just kind of just conversation, really. It's really not Q&A. It's really just about, you know, communication and, and conversation. What did you guys learn today? That's, that's all I want to learn. That's all I want to know. Because what you learned and what you what you took away is probably wasn't even in even in my radar 
when I was listening to the talk or when I was communicating with the person. Um, we're going to have as much as possible. We're going to have the speakers to be present on their own talks at, at, at least, hopefully, um, for for the speakers so that you can you can connect with them as well. Um, there's going to also be um, a fireside chat with the speakers. Hopefully, um, hopefully, a good group of them will be. Um, doing that uh that was really fun last year that was uh, fun that was really diane, cool diane got to talk to all the speakers and it was really fun to see everybody like communicating with their, with each other and um uh shari um how many hours a day is involved in the conference uh right now um probably four or five hours of content uh if you miss if you miss everything else i would just come to the to the conversation the community build um, Q and a stuff. Uh, cause then you can just talk to people and ask them what they learned and then you can go watch the stuff later. Um, but, but it, go ahead. But that's it. Right. So you can, we can come live and do everything live mm-hmm. if it, so you would be kind of carving out, um, two blocks of time each day is what I did. So there was time yeah. in the middle of the day for me to do work for Mario to sleep. Um, <laughs> and then for, um, and it's, uh, I'm central time zone. So it was kind of like, maybe it started about eight, my time, nine. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. It was 3 a.m. for Mario. Yeah, that would be eight, eight for yep. me. So, cause we're five hours apart. So then, or after spring forward happens, I don't know when spring forward happens. Ooh, when does spring forward happen? Around is Easter, it? I believe. Okay. So it'll be after that. So it will only be four. Oh, March 14th. Oh, okay. We'll be five hours apart again. Anyway, um, thanks, Doc. Um, so Pridge wants to know what's the range in costs. I can't remember exactly, but there is the early bird, which Mario put in the chat, which I will also put. Um, I'll send you an email with it as well. But it's is it have to be all capital or is it doesn't matter? Oh, uh, it, does, it, it shouldn't matter. Um, but um, the um, the discount code shouldn't matter. Um, so the, technically the, the range in cost, uh, if you come to, to the, just the live, there's no replay. If you just want to come to the live event and, and don't, you know, just want to say, Hey, I'm just going to be there for the live event. I'm going to take notes. I don't need to do that. Um, the ticket price is 250. So I'm going to tell you the, the, the retail prices, the ticket price for, for that is 250. If you want to come to the all access pass with a replay and the workshops, the live doesn't have workshops. Uh, the replay in the workshops, that's $450. Um, and then um, the other range is, you know, $450 plus three, um, three mindset-focused coaching calls with me is uh, $1,050. Um, so those are the range. Which but- normally one session is $1,000. So it's, and yes. Jen just said this, uh, really mean to discount your one-on-one so much? That's a freaking steal. And- and Van says the early bird is generous. Absolutely. So, um, because Mario would never say that. So this is like really amazing ability to get some one-on-one time. And anyway, I just wanted to point that out that it really is a huge discount. So those are all retail and then 65% off of that is whatever that is. Um, um, there's a few people that are registered so far. Um, and Kat just registered, she said. Oh, awesome. Exciting. And it's That's her awesome. birthday. Her and Jen are birthday twins. Oh, okay. Man, birthday twins. Um, so um, so anyway, so if if you guys go, uh, I put it in the chat 
uh, it's there. Um, so you guys can get that. Make sure you put that code MR22 early until mm-hmm. the 28th of February. Yeah. But like people had they uh, from all over. Some were creative fields. I know uh, Beth Ann came and she uh, is a food scientist. I'm probably not doing that exactly correct but she had a huge like uh epiphany on what she was doing totally changed her life it was like (laughs) insane like i i I love beth ann's story it's so awesome but it but it's about so for me i took time off to be able to do that but i had chunks maybe about three or four hours in the middle of the day that i could do my work um i know pridge was saying hey could i get my uh boss to pay for this. So I think that if you're trying to work and um, do it, I think that it's definitely possible. If they're like, what will this help you to do? Oh my goodness. There's so many benefits of just doing, doing the work that allows you to get stronger in your mindset, which is dealing with clients better, dealing with more challenges. Um, But it's also the community that supports, supports it. So. And I mean, we're, we're having so many, uh, like amazing creatives at the conference. Um, Tom Ross, Mike Janda, Christos Nikos, Jacob Cass, uh, obviously Diane. Um, I've got some younger guns here. Justin Justin Dunn is coming in. He's a creative. Um, uh, Annalie Hansen, she's an amazing brand strategist. Um, Abby Lemon from the UK. My, my buddy, Tony Nash, who actually went to West Point. Um, who's t- speaking from a totally different place about mindset and about resiliency, which is going to be awesome. Um, Dot Lung, who's this social media marketing master, uh, Jeremy Mira. There's just amazing, amazing people lined up, lined up for this. And um, you're going to learn so much more than I can explain to you on this call, because what you learn is going to be different for everybody. So wait, so Amy Hasnager says... Do you need now? I'm worried that all my friends I'm pronouncing their last names wrong um, <laughs> because they won't tell me. So she said, "Do you need to be prepared with a goal for the conference?" Uh, like I was talking about earlier, um, I would make your goal for the conference to learn one thing about yourself and to and to grow in that one thing. And I guarantee you, you will do that if you take that approach just to just to understand your your mindset better and learn how to grow from where you are into, into a better mindset or helping your, helping yourself grow into a better mindset, you will get a ton of things. If you go in there with a specific goal, I have to do this thing. Um, it might, it might hamstring you. It might, it might hold you back from actually really paying attention to all the, all the wisdom that you're going to get at the conference. So I would, I would leave it as open ended as possible, but find one thing about your mindset and understanding yourself better and growing from that place. I think that would be a, probably a, a really good goal to have. And Jen, in the beginning, she wasn't on camera, but the, at the end of the week, she was on camera and it was great to see That's her. True. And true. she said it set her up to thrive during the most challenging year of her life. And I love Jen and I know Jen and I didn't, that's how I met Jen. And now we're friends. We met at Mindset Reboot. And it was, it. I mean, I, I think that, it really was like a kickstart. Like I think of it like the boom, right? I don't know what those things are called. You know, those pad things. Paddles? The, the for like the hard paddles, yeah. Yeah, whatever. I don't anyway. 
I don't know what that's called, like reshocking your heart. Def- kind of defib- defibrillator. A defibrillator. Because you're doing that kind of with your brain, because you're um if you're like, oh my God, I don't know if I have that much time. Like it was really impactful to it was a lot of uh content and it was intense, but it gave I carved out time because I knew I needed work, needed to work on some of these things. So it kind of set the stage. So it gave me a lot of uh, basis for that, but then it also propelled me. So it gave me um, gave me a lot of tools to use, but it also gave me encouragement and inspiration because it wasn't like, I remember um, the street parking lady. She's like, and I mean, this is like a tiny little thing. She's like, you can do squats while you're waiting for your stuff in the microwave to do. And I'm like, now I'm like, doing squats when I'm waiting on my microwave stuff. I mean, it's little things like that. Like I can change my life in little bitty, little bitty portions. Uh, it, it, it wasn't, and, and she wasn't a creative. She was just a business owner that is doing health and wellness fitness. Right. Yeah. So um, like I said, like if, if you go in, like Diane went, she's just like, I want to learn everything that I can about what I'm going to, about everything that I can, right? I want to learn everything that I can about whatever whatever they're speaking about. Um, people people still message me and say, "Oh, that that one speaker spoke about this, and I took this nugget away and totally changed my life." And I'm like, "Oh, that's amazing! I don't even remember hearing that part, but that thing, that one word that this random speaker told, you know, during their during their talk, changed this person's life." So if you're open to understanding and hearing more about your own mindset and how to grow and change you're going to be you're going to be struck by by certain phrases or things like squats by the microwave right things that will help you understand how to live your life better how to think about your life better how to how to grow in your mindset um and yeah, the value is like just kind of off the charts and i i, I think that's one thing that's that's my challenge this year to get that across to everybody. It's just all these people charge, you know, 500 to a thousand dollars an hour for their time. And you're getting 16 speakers plus at least two, probably up to 10 bonus, like half hour conversations, um, which are going to be so fun to have. So. And, and if you can't make it to everything live, Mm -hmm. then it's recorded. So I would, I would look at your schedule and see um, what you can do and then get the ticket that gets you the extras. Cause sometimes you just want to go over them again. I think. Absolutely. And I think one, one change that I'm going to do this year is I'm actually going to um, uh, record the, the community Q and a stuff um, for release in the Slack group so that people can can feel that they were a part of those conversations as well. So that's something else that you're going to be getting this year is just if you can't if you can't make that, you know, you can make Slack because Slack is just open all the time and you can connect with people. But in the Slack group, you're going to have um, those recordings um, pretty much as soon as they're done, like processing after Zoom, I'm going to put them on a private YouTube link um, and I'm going to release that link into the Slack channel so that you guys can um, revisit those and, and hear, hear what was happening and hear what was said in those conversations. 
So, so it was like you had an order of events, you sent that out so people could uh, come and that you, you got an email, I believe mm-hmm. we set it up and you got an email um, like 30 minutes before, before, right before it was about to start. I don't remember if it was for the day or if it was for each speaker. I can't remember. Um, but like, so there will be how many, it was like 15 or 45 minutes in between. I can't remember. Um, I think the early sessions they had um, 15 minutes or yeah, I think it was like 15 minutes between the, the speakers just so that we could take a, you know, restroom break and kind of, kind of, for me, it's like drink gallons of coffee. Um, but it was, it's like, so last year it was like speaker number one, 15 minute break, speaker number two, 15 minute break, speaker number three, 15 minute. And, and then, and then there was the long break um, when Diane went to lunch with her friends and then we would regroup in the, the evening and either have a workshop or uh, a connection, like a community connect. So uh, this year, it, there's going to be a community connect every day so that we can just regroup and see what we're learning. So like three or four speakers in the morning and then a community connect in the afternoon? Yeah, community connect and or workshop. So there's okay. going to be both. Yeah. So then it started at 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. in Hawaii. What mm-hmm. that is that what it's going to start again this year? Um, it's... Probably around that time. Yeah. It's, I'm not sure if it's going to be um, earlier Eastern because it's, you know, we haven't changed the time yet. So I might start it at my normal time, which is three. I don't, we don't change clocks here. So three here would be actually eight o'clock Eastern um, uh, and five Pacific. It really depends on where people are coming from. I want to make sure that our European cohort can can join in um, or I might start it later. So it, it really depends on. But time changes at, on the 13th doc yeah. said, so it'll already be t- time change. So three for you, would oh, okay. be Perfect. eight for me, 9 a.m. Yeah. Eastern. So that means it's 6 a.m. for Van. Van asks, what time? What? So you can maybe skip the first one and then just catch yeah. it later. And then um, after your kids go to school and, but it was, it was definitely worth me taking the time off. Uh, it, it was in May last year, but so not working on stuff except in that like three hour time block for the middle of the day. But it, it was enough for me to anyway, it was worth it. I hope you guys do it. And um, it's super early but for some people. It's really it's never as early as it is for Mario. It's what I always think. <laughs> so um, talk about a challenge. Um, and anyway, so for love on designers, uh, Mario, I always I'm giving away some prizes, which I'm getting those all out this hopefully week. So you get to be the um, you get to tell me when to stop. So if you really quickly want to write something in the chat so that you're part of this, I would just write something in the chat because obviously Mario can't win and I can't win. But if you just say uh, when to stop, Mario, then we'll pick we're picking two winners today. Uh- Hey, Jen gets to win. Jen is actually, it was me and Jen and Jen. She did two. So way to go, Jen. Pretty sure I have your address, but I'll make sure. Um, Okay. And all right, let me, we got some new people popping in. Okay. All right. Go again. And stop. Oh, it was me. Okay. Keep going. I'm sorry. Do again. And stop. Brian Bundy. It was either you or Brian Bundy or me. So it has to be Brian Bundy. Okay, Brian. Hey. All right. So you're just going to get some fun love on designers things and clearly going to have some stickers. So um, thank you for staying late. 
I know your kids are clearly stuck in a closet somewhere because mm-hmm. you usually Absolutely. have to <laughs> take care of them today. Thank you guys for staying late. And yeah, guess, um, thank you. Next week, we have two episodes. We have one on um, Wednesday as normal time and then one on Thursday. The one on Thursday is about ADHD. And the one on Wednesday is really starting kickstarting for our month of artists. So it's all about artists and people have gone from design to, to doing full-time art. And, um, and then uh, Kostas is going to be on talking about NFTs, which I don't know anything about. So I'll be asking lots of questions and maybe you don't know anything about it. And I know my mom won't know anything that we're talking about. She's not here today. because She had to get her hair cut. But um, if you don't know, and you're like, nah, I want to see what this is. Um, that's what we're going to talk about. But if you think you might have ADHD, you should tune in on Thursday. It'll be a little later than normal time. It's like 3.30 Eastern and 2.30 for me. And I can't do that kind of math. Mario's really good with math. Oh, uh, so if you, uh, there's uh, Thomas Jockin, who's a typographer, has figured out a way to screen for ADHD. In his work with dyslexia and uh, Bonnie Shaver Troop, um, he created the typeface uh, um, Lexend to end dyslexia, which we used for the the Victor book. Um, and anyway, on the side, this other thing kind of bubbles up. And so that's what I love about mindset stuff is that if you're open, um, other things can happen. If you're open for learning that could possibly happen when you're not even looking for it. So if you think there's going to be, he's going to give us a special code uh, for us to be able to do this. Maybe it's not a special code. He's just going to make sure that it's ready for us. And um, so that yeah. you can screen for ADHD. Yes. I'm so sorry. Tim frame says he has his hand raised. So I don't know if he actually has his hand raised, but I, does he want to ask a question? Okay. I, Tim, do you want to put your hand up? Do you want to come on? Say yes or no. Or maybe he just said, I think I have ADHD. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> I know, Perfect. Tim. So I was like, See? all right, there you go. Yeah, yeah. I read your mind, buddy. Um, so, uh, but anyway, if you think that and you haven't ever been diagnosed, um, they figured out this really cool way. So I'm excited to share it with you. And it's really cool. And I'm excited. Thomas is not just making fonts now. He's also helping people diagnose, or maybe not diagnose. That's an incorrect term. I can't use that term. Okay, that's it. Yeah. Uh, screen, I think, is the the term that they can use in this. So, Mario, thank you for staying so long. I'm going to hit stop. Oh, yeah, we did. Love on Designers. Oh, the thing on Love on Designers this week is to connect with somebody that is a mentor and tell them what their work has meant to you, whether it's in a post uh, underneath a post that they do in LinkedIn or whatever, if you have their email reach out to them and just tell them you don't want anything. You just want to tell them how much their work means to you. because Mario, does that matter to you when people that you don't know say, Hey man, thanks for continuing to put this uplifting stuff up. And I mean, does it matter to you? Uh, it's, it's hugely, hugely validating and affirming. Um, it just helps, helps me to continue to do more. Um, and it just encourages me and um, all these people that put out this content, you know, they, they need encouragement too. And so if someone, if someone puts something out that means something to you, um, definitely, definitely let them know um, and do it in a heartfelt way. 
Yeah. So let's do that this week. And I hope to see you next week uh, twice. And you'll get two, you'll get three emails, one 30 minutes before, one 30 minutes before, and then one on Tuesday telling you about all of it. Okay. I'll see you next week. 